Acts chapter number 8, I'm going to be on page 1537 if you need it in your Rock of Ages study Bible, 1537. Let's stand together if you're able to for the reading of the Word of God. We'll begin in verse number 26. Acts chapter number 8, verse number 26, and we're going to read down through verse number 35 for the time being. Acts eight twenty six. the Bible says, And the angel of the Lord spake unto Philip, saying, Arise and go toward the south unto the way that goeth down from Jerusalem unto Gaza, which is desert. And he arose and went. And behold, a man of Ethiopia and eunuch of great authority under Candace, queen of the Ethiopians, who had the charge of all her treasure and had come to Jerusalem for to worship, was returning and sitting in his chariot, read Isaiah the prophet. Then the spirit said unto Philip, go, go near and join thyself to this chariot. And Philip ran thither to him and heard him read the prophet Isaiah and said, understandest thou what thou readest? And he said, how can I except some man should guide me? And he desired Philip that he would come up and sit with him. The place of the scripture, which he read was this, He was led as a sheep to the slaughter, and like a lamb dumb before his shearer, so he opened not his mouth. In his humiliation, his judgment was taken away, and who shall declare his generation for his life is taken from the earth? And the eunuch answered Philip and said, I pray thee, of whom speaketh the prophet this, of himself or of some other man? Then Philip opened his mouth and began at the same scripture, and preached unto him Jesus. Well, I love that statement where it says, began at the same scripture, and preached unto him Jesus. Let's have a word of prayer, then I'm going to um, preach, Lord willing, a, a simple message this morning entitled, The Message of Salvation. The Message of Salvation from the scriptures here. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you again for the privilege to be able to gather together. And Lord, as we look into the Scriptures today, I I believe 100% in the simplicity of the message of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And Lord, I pray that as we look at what took place in this man's life, Lord, that we would be able to make application to our hearts and lives. And Lord, if there's one here this morning that does not know you, as their personal Lord and Savior, perhaps it's not settled in their heart. Lord, I, be, I, I pray that the simple message, that it would be clear this morning about Jesus. Have your will and way now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. As we look around this world today, and I, I think this would be without dispute, that time would fail us to try to number and to try to list all the different religions that exist today. There's a religion for worshiping everything. With every religion that we could list today, there comes another way that we could list for eternal salvation. That this group has their way, this group has their way. Some religions have salvation as simply just doing enough good works 
to be able to get someone there. And some religions even have their salvation in martyring themselves for attaining salvation. Whatever they may say, there is a desire to be able to answer the question, what comes after death? One of the greatest questions that's ever been asked, is there a God? How can I have a chance at heaven? You know, I found out the majority of people want to believe, and and they do believe that there is a heaven. It's just a question on how to get there. And what is heaven like? And what is it going to be like for all of eternity? Listen, these are all great questions, but there's no religion or God that can give or does give assurance like what the God of the Bible does. And as we look throughout the scriptures, and some may be sitting here even today and saying, okay, what about this assurance that you're speaking of? (coughs) Everything else outside of the Bible is based upon possibilities, or may I rather say impossibilities, to be able to reach heaven instead of having the assurance that we're going to be there. And one such religious man, as we read here in Acts chapter number 8, and we're not given his, his name, we're just given actually where he's from and his position in life. The Bible says here that he is from Ethiopia. I believe that he's a religious man. You say, why would you say that he's a religious man? Because the Bible says in verse number 27 that he was actually coming back from Jerusalem because he was up in Jerusalem to worship. But yet something happens on his travels as he's coming back, and the Bible tells us that he's down here in this this area called Gaza. And so God has sent Philip down there, And it's interesting, and we won't get into the entire history of it, but if you start back in Acts chapter 1 and 2, there's actually a great moving of the Holy Spirit of God that's taken place up in Jerusalem. It's estimated hundreds of thousands of people and what's taking place have gathered together up in Jerusalem to be able to worship. And they're they're searching and they're looking. It's while that meeting's taking place up there that the apostle Peter was able to stand up on the day of Pentecost and be able to preach Jesus. And the Bible tells us that 3,000, about 3,000 were saved and baptized and added to the church during that meeting that was taking place. The word of God was being preached. Hundreds of thousands were gathered together. Listen, they were desiring to worship, and that's why this man from Ethiopia, as the Bible says, the Ethiopian eunuch was there to be able to worship. Now, this was a, a man, he was a treasurer of a country. Bible says that under his charge in verse number 27 was all the the treasure of Candace the queen. I don't picture this man actually traveling by himself. I believe that he would probably have a, a caravan of people that are there with him, someone of this high position and authority. He was a man of means. He had a lot under his authority, but he was in charge of the treasury there. The equivalent today would probably be our treasury secretary here in the United States. And so he's over all the the treasury of the land of Ethiopia. 
He was in Jerusalem to be able to worship and understand in the, the thought process of this man as he's traveling back. He's been up there. Bible doesn't tell us for how long that he was there to be able to worship. But at some point while he was there in Jerusalem, someone gave him a copy. And the Bible says he was reading in the book of Isaiah. That's the Old Testament prophet Isaiah. And so he's reading the Old Testament prophet of Isaiah, and if we were to go back and spend the time where we have here, according to verse number 32, where it says the place of the scripture which he read was this, he was led as a sheep to the slaughter, that's actually in Isaiah chapter number 53 is where this Ethiopian was reading from on this day. And I want you to see because supernaturally you have Philip who's down there and the Spirit of God says to him, hey, you see that man over there in the, in the chariot? Go join yourself to him. So he walks up to him and he, he hears this man reading out of the prophet Isaiah and specifically in chapter number 53. And he asked the man a very simple question. He said, understand this what thou readest. And the man looks back at him and he says, how can I? Except some man should guide me. And so he asked Philip, he said, would you, would you step up here into the chariot? Listen, this would be a, a great honor if you can understand the position of authority and influence that this man had. And he's asking Philip to come up, and wouldn't it be wonderful, listen, if government officials all across our nation would start looking at some preachers and being able to say, hey, I'm reading the Bible, can you come explain to me and teach me what this meaning is? Boy, that'd be a blessing, wouldn't it? I think it'd be a whole lot better than just trying to Google a meaning for it. Not just government officials, but I think inside of churches too. Listen, don't take it for gospel truth that just because you Google something on what does this verse mean, that that's, gonna, that's the gospel truth that they're going to give to you right there, okay? I won't get on the new AI and artificial intelligence, just so you know what those that AI stands for on what's taking place out there right now that you can just ask a question. It'll write you a whole paper and an outline, Seriously, about what's that? I shouldn't have told the school kids that, okay? But uh, there's, there's actually things that are out there. Don't just take that for, for granted and take that as the gospel truth. Do you understand that we have been given the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit of God and we've been given the word of God to be able to help and to be able to guide and to be able to assist others that don't understand and don't know what the word of God says? And so he sits down, and boy, what a, what a great picture we have here of what we ought to be doing on a regular basis of sitting down with other people saying, hey, this is what the Bible says. And being able to explain and being able to disciple and being able to teach what is in the Word of God. And as he begins at that same place, and back in Isaiah chapter number 53, and he gives this message. And I, look, I want to look down through here, and I want to share just a few simple things. And listen, you may be sitting here today saying, Pastor, this may be one of the simplest messages you've ever preached. And you know something? You may be right. But as I looked throughout the Scripture, I believe in a lot of cases we're getting this message of salvation completely twisted around in the culture of 2023. Now, I'm not saying we don't have a religious culture. 
Listen, this man was up there for to worship. Do you understand that throughout the New Testament that they were worshiping over and over and over? You get to John chapter number four and Jesus is speaking to the woman at the well and he says, listen, you worship, you know not what. You're here worshiping and the day's coming. You're not gonna worship in this mountain or that mountain, worshiping the Lord in spirit and in truth. You get a little bit later on in Acts chapter number 17 and Paul shows up in the city of Athens and he's walking around and he gets stirred up in his spirit because he sees all these these idols and everything that's set up and that city had a desire to worship. But he said, while I beheld, and he made this statement, your devotion Listen, it's not even artificial. It's not even superficial. It's not even insincere. He said, I beheld your devotion, but I saw this one over here to the unknown God. And he said, him I want to declare to you so that you know who you're worshiping. You know the true God. And I believe across our nation today that there is a a desire that's there. And listen, things are stirring up and they have a desire to worship, but they just don't know who they're supposed to be worshiping. They just don't know who they, they desire to read the Bible and maybe see what's there for them, but no one's there to guide them. And this message of salvation, listen, you can go talk and, and I just encourage you and some of you have been here with us as we walked in and out of prison and being able to be able to be a witness and being able to be a testimony to those that are around and be able to take the scriptures. I found out this, listen, we get done preaching one service inside the prison. It's amazing who's coming in right behind us. And we're saying, hey, Jesus is the way. This is what the Bible says. And the next person comes in and says, you need to stand on your head for five minutes over in the corner. And that's going to get you favor to be able to get to heaven. Well, no, you need to come to my church for the rest of your life. Listen, you can come every day of your life to Granite State Baptist Church, but that's not going to give you access to be able to get to heaven. Now, we'll sure tell you how you can get there. But just because you get there and say, well, God, I I was over here at Granite State Baptist. That's not your ticket to heaven. Well, you need to do this and do these things over here, and that'll get you there. Listen, there are so many ways, as the the Southern preacher, can I I use a, a Southern term right now? He said, it's amazing in religion today. He said, people are more confused. He said, there is confused. And here's what he said, as a termite and a yo-yo. You understand that? Some of y'all figure that out tonight, okay? As a termite and a yo-yo and just a hundred different ways on what is truth. And I want to come back to the scriptures here and I want to share just a few things this morning. First of all, I want you to see that the scripture is where we begin. The scripture is where we begin. As we come back and we see here in verse number 32, it says this, the place of the scripture which he read was this. But then he comes down to verse number 35, and I want you to see this. Then Philip opened his mouth and began at the same scripture. Now, here's what I found out between the Bible, as we call it, the scriptures, the word of God, and about every religion that there is around this world. They all have something else to go to to be able to tell you how you can know for sure 
that you have a relationship with Christ and you'll spend eternity with him. They usually have their their church doctrine. They'll have, hey, listen, in some places, it'll be whatever the person up front says you have to do. Boy, wouldn't you like to have to live your life like that? Boy, what control? I don't want that type of control. Paul, I mean, uh, Philip here and the Ethiopian eunuch, as he's described here, Philip knew that the answer to what the Ethiopian was looking for was going to be found exactly where he was looking, and it was going to be found in the Word of God. The Scriptures are where we begin. The same Scriptures, what he was reading here, as I made mention of it, was all the way back in Isaiah chapter number 53. And it, and it started talking about the, the sacrifice that the Lord Jesus Christ made for each and every one of us. In fact, if you were just to take those, and, and uh, we heard this from Brother Sam Wilson, the missionary to the, to the Jewish people, he said, if you just take those verses and write them down without giving the, the book in the Bible in which they are, they are referenced from, they would say, oh, that's talking about the Jesus of the Christian. But then you remind them it's all the way from back in the book of Isaiah. May I remind us of this 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 morning, that if you're searching for eternal life, if you're searching for what's going to take place after this life, is there a God, is there eternity, what happens? May I say this, the scripture is the place to begin to be able to go to. Listen, it's not about, and you can come You can come ask pastor any question that you desire to ask, but do you understand what my priority is going to be? I'm going to sit down with this Bible, and I'm going to say, well, why don't we look at what the scriptures have to say about what you're asking? Well, but, I, but, but my opinion is this. That's fine to have your opinion, But if our opinions are different than what the scriptures say, guess what? I'm going to go with the scripture. There has to be something that is right. No matter who is speaking, no matter what the religion is, there has to be something we come back to and say, listen, this is right no matter what, and I have faith that it's the word of God, that this is right. The scriptures are, the scriptures is where we begin, to be able to find out. You want the answers to eternity? Get to the scriptures. You want the answers of God? Get to the scriptures. Now, I want you to see something here. He did not just start with the scriptures because there's multitudes that are around this world. Listen, they'll sit down and they'll be able to read the scriptures, but they have no idea what they're reading. Do you understand at that moment that the Ethiopian, that he was actually reading the scriptures? But I want you to see this, and here's where Philip pointed him to was not just the Scriptures, but I want to take it a step further, and I want to show us the Savior that's in the Scriptures. The Savior that's in the Scriptures, you say, what do you mean? Well, look what the Bible says here in verse number 35. Then Philip opened his mouth and began at the same Scripture and preached unto him Jesus. Do you understand the Savior that is necessary comes from the Word of God? It is the Jesus of the Bible. The Jesus, you say, what do you mean? Well, he started preaching Jesus, but Jesus was just a, he was just a good prophet. Well, that's what some religions believe. Well, Jesus was just a, a good man. 
That's what some religions believe. Some religions believe that, that he was the good brother and him and Satan are actually brothers and Jesus is the good one and the devil's the bad one. You say, how do we know what the truth is? Well, pastor, can you just write a book and, and maybe you can put your opinion in the book? And then maybe the whole church can, we'll, we'll just adopt that book and whatever you say in the, hey, that's what other religions have done. Why not do it at Granite State Baptist? Boy, that gets dangerous when you put it that simple and what has taken place around this world. We start looking at it saying, no, I'm not going to follow that. What would you think if I got up next Sunday morning and I said, okay, I think I got a book right here, not my book, okay. I get up and I say, hey, I've got a book. And I want everybody to, to buy this book. And from, from this day forward, that's what we're holding to. And boy, what's in that book, we're going to hold to it. Now, now, Pastor, who wrote that? Why well, did? Well, well, where did you get that information? Well, let me say this. So there was one day, and it's just a beautiful piece of property down back here. And you know, I was, I was just walking on our church property, and I got down there, and I was beside the river down back there. And all of a sudden, boy, heaven opened up, and, and God himself came down, and he, and he stood right there on the water. And, and he began talking to me. Oh, is that when you wrote it down? No, no. I remembered everything that he said. And then I came back, and listen, this was like 15 years ago that that happened. And I came back, and last week I sat down and I wrote it all down. And then I got it printed. How many would say, yeah, pastor, we're just going to blindly follow, and whatever you say, that's what we're going to do. In fact, sign me up. I want 10 copies of the book. Now, listen, there's people that are meeting this morning and that's exactly under the guidelines of their authority and how they're meeting. Instead of saying, I've got the word of God. You, and, and there may be some that say, well, isn't that how the Bible came to existence? No, there's a little bit of faith that's got to be involved in this, that holy men of God move, spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. How can you have a book with 40 different authors that spans over 1,500 years and there's not one contradiction from front to back? And they didn't all get to sit down and say, here's what we're going to write and here's how we're going to put it all together. Listen, if we had 100 people try to write a testimony of what happened at church today, we wouldn't even have 100 testimonies that all matched. But we go back to the scriptures. The authority is there. The Savior that is in the scriptures. Listen, let me just tell you about this Jesus a little bit. And here's how the scriptures testify of him. In Acts chapter number 4 and verse number 12, will remind us what the Bible says, neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. You say, what name is that? It's the name of Jesus is what it says. We understand in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, I'm just going to read a few verses to you. 1 Corinthians 15, as we look at it, we're talking about testifying of Jesus, the Jesus of the Scriptures. 1 Corinthians 15, starting in verse number 1, 
<clears throat> the Apostle Paul said, Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I preached unto you, wherein also ye received, and wherein ye stand, by which also ye are saved. If you keep in memory what I preached unto you, unless ye have believed in vain. For I delivered unto you, first of all, that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the Scriptures." Now we look at it, listen, this is not just a fairy tale that was made up. This is what's recorded in the scriptures for us to believe. You say, well, that's just the Bible. Go back and do the extra biblical, biblical evidence that is there about the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. It's not just that this book is here and say, well, that's just a Christian book. Listen, it has been verified, the Lord Jesus Christ, alive and well, walking upon the face of the earth and then raising from the dead and then seeing him after he rose from the dead. Why do you think that the rumor that the disciples came and took his body, why do you think that rumor never took, got off the ground? Because the Bible tells us even in 1 Corinthians that he was seen of over 500 brethren, the resurrected Christ. I'm reminded of Luke chapter 24. We won't take the time to turn over there this morning, but Luke chapter 24 tells us after Jesus rose from the dead that he joined himself to those two disciples. And the Bible says that he began at Moses and the prophets all the way back, began at Moses and the prophets and expounded unto them the things concerning himself in the scriptures. All the way through, it's not just going to the Scriptures, but it is about the Savior of the Scriptures that is here. Now, when we get it settled in our hearts, listen, and it is a matter of faith, but I can show it to you from the Scriptures. This is what the Bible says. This is the Jesus of the Scripture. Now, can I share with you now? The simplicity and the security of salvation. You say, Pastor, where are you getting that from? I'm getting it from the Scriptures. In fact, I'm getting it from Acts chapter number 8, the simplicity and the security of the Scriptures. He says in verse number 35, Acts chapter 8, Then Philip opened his mouth and began at the same Scripture and preached unto him Jesus. And as they went on their way, so now they're riding in the chariot, they came unto a certain water, and the eunuch said, See, here is water. What doth hinder me to be baptized? You understand he's asking a question. You say, why would he be asking about baptism? Do you understand? He had just seen that all take place up in Jerusalem. He knew that that was something that needed to take place. But he's asking this question, what doth hinder me? from being baptized? Is there something that would stand in the way of baptism? And here's what he said. Here's the simplicity of it. Verse number 37. The Bible says, and Philip said, if thou believest with all thine heart, thou mayest. And he answered and said, and look at this statement. There's so much truth in this one statement that changed his eternity, he said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Boy, in that statement right there, may I say in that statement encompasses what Romans chapter 10 is saying. 
that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Verse number 37, listen, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Do you understand what the simplicity of salvation is? It's that Jesus, what we read in 1 Corinthians, that Jesus died for us according to the Scriptures. In other words, we have a sin debt that we can't pay, that someone else has to. You say, well, I pay my own debts. There's one debt you'll never be able to pay by yourself. And that's your debt of sin to Almighty God. We have a sin debt. He paid for our sins. He was buried. And the Bible says that he rose from the dead three days later. Do you understand that Jesus is not laying in a grave today? That does separate and distinguish us from religions around this world. You can go by a certain tomb of some religious leader today. Guess what? If they would open it up, it may be disintegrated. But listen, there's still burial clothes that are there. There, there's still a, a, a decaying body that's there. There's still bones that are decaying. Listen, that's what's in the grave of those religious leaders around the world. But I will say this, you go to a tomb over in Israel just outside of Jerusalem today. Listen, it's empty. And the Bible says if we'll believe that Jesus died for us, was buried, and rose from the dead. In this statement right here, he said, I believe. Listen, that's what's taking place on the inside. This very statement is the confessing with the mouth. I believe that Jesus, listen, that's the human that walked the face of the earth, 100% man. Christ, that's the promised Messiah. I believe that Jesus Christ is, not was, not going to be, is the Son of God. There's his deity right there. In this statement, he's saying he came down from heaven, walked on this earth. He's the promised Messiah that was going to die for our sins, and he's alive, and I believe him today. That's what the Ethiopian is saying in that one statement. You know how simple salvation is? Listen, it's not about joining that church. It's not about doing all these good works. He didn't say what hinders me from being baptized. Well, you need to do a thousand good works and we'll keep track of every single one of them. And when you get to that point, then you can be baptized. No, the hindrance to baptism, according to verse number 36 and 37, is you believing in the Lord Jesus Christ. May I also say this, that salvation and belief in the Lord Jesus Christ comes before salvation. You have to believe that he is who he says he is, that he did what he said he did for you and I, and then baptism takes place afterwards, is what the Bible teaches. And once the Ethiopian said this in verse number 37, I just believe 37 is a very pivotal verse that is right here in this passage of scripture. If thou believest with all thine heart, thou mayest. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the son of God. And he commanded the chariot to stand still. And they went down both into the water, both Philip and the eunuch, and he baptized him. And then they were come up out of the water. Listen, the simplicity of salvation is believing that Jesus Christ is the son of God. That's the message. 
You say, well, pastor, I've heard all my life that I need to do this and I might have a chance at heaven. Can I say one of the biggest things that is missing, and I'm going to say it this way, between the Bible and religions around this world is assurance. Assurance. How would you answer the question this morning, do you know 100% that you have a relationship with Christ and that you'll spend eternity with him? You say, Pastor, we're in church on a Sunday morning during snow flurries at the end of February. I didn't ask if you're committed to religion. Do you understand this man rode in a chariot from Ethiopia to Jerusalem to be able to worship? And a lot of times we can't go five miles. We can't go 20 minutes. Well, I, we need to go worship the Lord. No, I'm not going to. That, that's just a little, little more difficult for me. Imagine riding in a chariot from Ethiopia to Jerusalem to be able to go worship. But then he still didn't find what he was looking for and he was still searching on the way back and God brought someone by him to be able to get into the scriptures, to be able to preach unto him Jesus. And when that was explained to him that it's Jesus and him alone, he said, I believe. And boy, what a testimony that that Ethiopian was able to give that day. And I'll just give you a little side history. If you go back and actually start researching the gospel influence into the continent of Africa, okay? Great history study. You go back and start studying the influence. Can I give you one country where it all comes back to and seems to have spread out from there? Go ahead and name a country. What country you think it would be? Ethiopia. That man, a difference was made in his life that day. You know why? Not because he went to a religious service. Not because he saw all those baptisms take place. Not because he put time and effort and money into being able to get to church somewhere. But because someone took the scriptures. And someone said, let me tell you about Jesus. And that settled into his heart. And that man said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. That's the simplicity of it. Can I also remind you of this? When we're setting foot in heaven, there's not going to be, and I, and I know all the jokes have Peter standing at the, at the pearly gates up there, okay? Well, when you get to the gate and St. Peter says to you, no, that's not going to be how it takes place, okay? But I will remind us of this. God's not going to say, so what church were you part of? He's not going to say, how many times did you go? Which I believe is important, by the way. I believe it is according to the Scripture. He's not going to say, what denomination were you? I believe that's important whether you're getting the truth or not, too. If you're even there, it's going to be because you believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And how do we find out about that? The Scriptures. And who is it? It's Jesus the simplicity of it. Now, we could, we could keep going. Listen, 
the first thing that this this Ethiopian had a desire to do is to obey God. He got saved the same day, got saved, got baptized. Outward profession of what Jesus had done in his heart and him believing, it was an outward profession. Hey, I believe Jesus. Public profession, that's what baptism was to him. That's what baptism is in the scripture. Let me ask you this for this morning. According to the scriptures, do you have eternal salvation? Would you be able to say with full assurance, I know that I'm a child of God. Not because you're good enough, not because I'm good enough, not because you read my book. I don't have one, okay? Working on it. Not because you read my book, not because I got some vision standing down there beside the river at Wayne's spot. <laughs> not because we're down, not, listen, not because of any of that, but because you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and what he did for each and every one of us. And we say, you know, I've accepted that. I was a sinner. Jesus paid my price for it, and I'm accepting what he's done. I believe the Lord Jesus Christ is the Son of God. That's how simple it is. Now, I also said security, because I'll say this. When we believe in the Lord, we didn't do anything to be able to get it. We can't do anything to keep it. We're kept in his hand. I'm just not going to take the time to get into all that. That's another message. We'll come back for eternal security. But aren't you thankful for the message of salvation? It is as clear and as plain and as simple. And if you say, Pastor, I've never, I've never done that. I don't, I don't know that this morning. They were riding in a chariot in the middle of the desert. And he believed from his heart, confessed with his mouth, that he believed the Lord Jesus Christ. Can I say this? You're not even in a desert riding in a chariot. Well, you can believe on the Lord Jesus Christ wherever you're at. You can call upon him, confess with that mouth, I believe Jesus and what he's done in him alone. Ethiopian, is it your works? No. Is it your position? No. Is it your desire to worship? No. He didn't say any of that. He said, I believe Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Do you believe that this morning? I believe it. I believe it. It's settled in my heart and life. If it's not settled in your heart and life, listen, it can be settled today. And boy, I'm thankful for that. Now listen, if it is settled, why don't we take the example too, and maybe there's some steps of obedience that need to be taken. Maybe there's following the Lord and say, listen, I believe that. I need, I need to keep stepping forward. We see the desire that's there. I need to go forward for the Lord. Next step, next step, next step, and keep moving forward.